0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. Happy Friday. It's the last Friday before the NFL Combine. I'm Will Brinson. I'm your host of the daily CBS Sports NFL Podcast. Reminder, we will be live from the Combine, 12 to 1, video show, Pick 6 Podcast uh, rundown, Pick 6 Rundown, hosted by myself, I think it's me, John Breach, and Ryan Wilson, joined by an accoutrement of various guests. You should watch it on CBS Sports HQ. Go to cbssports.com slash live to check that out. It's going to be a lot of fun. We'll have a recap from 530 to 6 every night, and then I'll be on, I think the schedule says I'm on Sportsline every single night from 6 p.m. on. They're really trying to curtail my beer reviews in Indianapolis uh, with that schedule, but that's fine. Uh, anyway, if you like the podcast, go check out the video. Need everybody's support. Appreciate it in advance. Joining me today and joining me in Indianapolis, of course, CBS Sports NFL Insider, Jason Lockenfora, JLC. What's up, buddy?
1: What's going on? So I will be doing – I am um, <laughs> part of this from Indianapolis. One of those, one of the days from 12 to 1. I feel like I'm there at 12 every day. No.
0: I think that or, you will know. definitely be part of it. I, I don't, like, yeah. there's a very, there's a schedule up. I don't want to act like it's a vague schedule, but I assume that all schedules are, um, subject malleable. to, yeah. ma, yes, malleable, um, pli- pliable, subject to, subject to immediate change at, at a moment's right. notice. Um, yeah. So I figure that there'll be, we're going to do the same thing we had at the, the Super Bowl, where it's like the little white swivelly chairs, the space, the Jetson chairs, gotcha. and we're going to sit down and break down the action of the day, the news of the day. Hopefully, talk to some uh, important people around the NFL as they're coming through. I don't know where we're going to be set up, but people right. can watch it on CBS Sports HQ. What is, um th- yeah, I mean, like it, the combine is fun. Is the combine still fun to you, or have you, have you, has the combine become as it ju- has it started no, to jump cool. the shark? Yeah,
1: it's it's. Um, I mean, usually by day three, I'm like, okay, this is yeah. a bit much.
0: <laughs> well, you have but to. No, it's, it requ- it's good. It requires a um, disciplined personality and a strong liver.
1: Yes, yes, it does. <laughs> and you got to keep your head on a swivel. Yeah, um, <laughs> yeah but no, you it's it, yeah, it's good. I mean, it's it's baseball. I mean, it's it's football's winter meetings is what it really
0: is. Yeah, exactly.
1: You know, um, it's not really. I mean, it's about the prospects but at this point everybody's going to get individual workouts you know what i mean they're going to be on campus the guys they're really interested in they're going to spend plenty of time with it's it's about laying the foundation for the nfl offseason
0: well i think the uh, i mean the obviously big most the obvious big topic that will take place over the combine is who is going to trade for antonio brown steelers Mm -hmm. gm kevin Colbert came out on um on wednesday right yes, Wednesday, and said that it is official that they're planning to trade him, although he left the door open to repair the relationship between the Steelers right. and Brown. Uh, what percent chance is it that Brown comes back to the Steelers next year?
1: I don't see that happening. At 0.1? I, yeah. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, 0.5%. Yeah, I mean, they're going to be able to make a trade for this guy, and they're going to be able to get something of value for him. Um, you know will it be everything they hoped and prayed and would want probably not because there's been some stuff you know he's his sort of you know deal on social media and then the the TMZ report about potential you know it's potential domestic situation that doesn't do the steelers um doesn't aid their cause you know in terms of making a a, a grand slam uh trade but they they're going to be able to get um, value for him it's a very cheap contract and it's conducive to being moved multiple times if need be and um you know i i mean i i i get that uh everybody gets old and father time's undefeated but this guy stays in tremendous shape you pencil him in for a thousand yards you know 10 to 12 touchdowns every single year um that's you know 100 catches i mean he's 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 a hell of a football player, and there's a lot of teams in a pass-happy league who feel like we're, you know, one elite pass catcher away from, you know, maybe getting over the top and getting to the promised land or at least going further than we did the year before. So I I think there's, you know, I think they will be able to accomplish many of their goals, and, you know, that includes getting him out of the AFC and getting first-round value for him.
0: Wow. Okay. So right, I have a couple of follow ups here. Um, I don't want to ask them in rapid succession, but I, 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 will ask you first of all, do you, so who do you think is a likely suitor for Antonio Brown? And do you think that these suitors will give up a first round pick?
1: Well, I say first round value. Okay. It could be a player and a pick.
2: Hmm.
1: You know, it could be a two and a three. It might be a late one. I, I would not. I would not rule that out, you know, depending on the team and where their draft pick is. I would say you – know, It could would involve say, future assets uh, as well. It might not just all be 2019 assets. I um, would say
0: that a late two in this draft could even equate to, quote-unquote, first round – I mean, an early two could even equate to first-round value, so to speak, just because of the depth of the draft. But that's Yes, one. and you
1: can build in contingencies to the trade if he plays X number of snaps and – the team goes to the playoffs, or X, Y, and Z happen, then it triggers an additional pick the following year. You know what I mean? Or the pick, well, you wouldn't be able to do anything with the pick moving up this year, obviously, because there's no games between now and then. But, you know, you can get creative with it. So, I mean, Amari Cooper went for a one. I know he's younger, but Amari Cooper's never, I mean, the the, the these last, anyway. you want to slice up the last six years of Antonio Brown, you know, the last two years, the last three years, all six years, whatever, it's historically significant what he's done. And while you can say part of that is the, the totality of that offense and everything around him and all that and the quarterback, and I, I get all that, um, he's, he's his production has been special. And I have a hard time thinking that won't bear itself out in a in a trade of some consequence for the Steelers.
0: Well, and doesn't the Steelers' attitude in this sort of, I mean, help in that regard? They've always, like this is not a – Flippy floppy organization and a, and a, and a fly by night GM. This is a guy who's been doing it for a long time. He has traded star wide receivers in the past. He is, uh, you know, the Steelers have been willing to let guys walk if they didn't, uh, you know, th- this is how they got it. They got Antonio Brown his first contract is they, Mike Wallace turned him down. Yeah. They're like, all right, Mike, smell you later. We've got another guy right here that'll fill your shoes. Um, and, and from, the, so from that perspective, it helps that I, I, I think that Kevin Colbert's like, look, we're not going to get, we're not going to give up this guy for a six-round pick, uh, you know, we'll, because they're eating cap space whether he's on the team right. or not,
1: right? Right. Yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to cut away their cap space, which is ultimately why at the end of the day they decided not to tag Bell mm. because, you know, if you don't have a deal done right away for him and he's counting $15 million against your cap and you do have a deal done for Antonio Brown, or at least think you do, and now you're assuming $21 million in dead cap for him, You're not going to, and you're always pretty snug against the cap anyway because you have a really talented roster and a quarterback who makes a lot of money. That doesn't leave a whole lot of you know wiggle room to do anything else. Well, and and
0: you would think too that like Antonio Brown and and Le'Veon Bell, if Le'Veon Bell got some sort of tag, he might. I mean, they know their situation, so they're gonna be like, dude, go sign that right now. Like make, you know, I mean, I don't know if he would right. do that, but it's like if Le'Veon Bell signs a tag that they give him, signs a tender. Right now he's
1: on the he's on he's on their payroll. He messes so. them
0: up. He forces them in a bad spot with Antonio. <sighs> he puts him in a bad spot with him. Yeah,
1: I mean, there's all kinds of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So it, it all it all has kind of uh, become a bit of a quagmire there. But but the, the contract is, I mean, the Steelers have to eat the dead cap, but. You know, the other teams aren't assuming. They don't have to worry about that. They, they don't have to worry about um, uh, what the Steelers already paid them in proration. It's just pay-as-you-go $13 million a year. I mean, it's it's incredibly team-friendly. Now, he may you know, <laughs> hanker for something else, but you don't have to do anything. And, I mean, if he wants to start sitting out at a new team and holding out, you know, then uh, good luck how that's going to play out for him. But uh I'm sure he's gonna want you to sweeten the pot a little bit, but you don't have to do anything and uh it's it's an incredibly uh it's an incredibly attractive contract from the team that acquires him standpoint. But obviously it's gonna be cumbersome for uh the Steelers. But I've they've you know, I've heard steadfast of this entire thing since it started going really haywire week seventeen, that they weren't gonna let the cap hit preclude them from making a trade. If, you know, if it's a trade they think makes sense for them and they, they have ways that they can, you know, handle this and still have enough left over to sign players and do what they need to do.
0: Ironically, didn't they, um, restructure Brown's deal in the last like two years to like, yeah. like move up his, like shifted a bunch of stuff into, into, into roster bonus or bonuses into a signing yep. bonus where he gets 3.8. That's where, I mean, like a, Large chunk of the dead cap comes from, right? Because it all accelerates on. Um, Yes. (laughs) Because they thought he was going to be around for a while. That tells you how quickly this stuff turns. So, who would who would ultimately be a, a team? That you think is going to be lurking around these smoky indie cigar bars, chatting up, uh, or maybe maybe they're just you know uh, eating a nice steak dinner somewhere. But who, you know who's going to be lurking around Indianapolis talking to Kevin Colbert and company? Uh, bearing in mind too that this deal has to happen before March seventeenth, otherwise the Steelers eat another two point five million.
1: Uh, yeah, I, I I think you could look at a half dozen teams in the NFC, mm. um, where it, I think they'll at least be conversations that take place um the new orleans saints not a, not the greatest cap situation in the world but they have guys they can restructure you can create cap space if you really want to go all in cash all these trump's cap um they were trying to get in emmanuel sanders last year before the deadline they knew they needed somebody else besides mike thomas and you saw you know the end of their season mike thomas got suffocated you know what i mean ben watson's yeah. banged up and he's at the end You don't have a move tight end you can count on. You know, you're hoping Ted Ginn latches on to a long ball or two. But all of a sudden, you know, your warts really show up. So I I think the Saints will be motivated. Um, I think the Eagles are always sniffing around on stuff like this, whether they get involved in the end or not. They're always lurking and assessing. Same with the Seahawks. We've seen them make blockbuster trades for – a tight end and a wide receiver before, right? Jimmy Graham and Percy Harvin didn't work out, but they're always an aggressive organization. Obviously the 49ers, that's where Brown seems to want to go based on the social media and they have a need and Kyle Shanahan needs to win this year. Um, you know, then you can look at the bears and the Packers just from a need standpoint and, and what he might do to help put them over the top. And then I also look at Tampa Bay where Bruce Arians is very familiar with those Steelers players from Man. from his time there and Bell and Brown would both, I mean, I think Bell more than Brown, would fill a void. You know, could not Mike Evans and Brown coexist with two pass-catching tight ends? You know, and I don't know whether they'll be able to keep Humphreys in the slot or or not. Um, and, and again, the running back might make more sense than the wide receiver. But those are teams I would expect to um, be involved, at least to some degree.
0: Interesting. The Buccaneers, I hadn't even thought about Bell. I'll circle back on that in a second, but... With the brown stuff, um I know that Peter King wrote about this in uh, in his his Monday column um, and you just referenced it so i'm curious like how much what kind of what how many teams are legitimately turned off by the stuff that Antonio Brown was doing on social media because mm. i mean i, I mean I, I get that it's it's like oh it's social media it's instagram whatever he's just being a but like it was kind of crazy pants. Like the stuff you're seeing yeah. from him was uh, like out there and weird. And um, if like if I were a single person and somebody was like, "I want to set you up with this girl," and she right. was doing Antonio Brown level stuff on 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 the gram or the IG, as the kids call it, I guess, uh, I would I I well I don't. I, I'd probably dumb enough where I would still call her, but like I, I would be, I would be reticent to, to jump into. But that. she's
1: really, really hot, right?
0: <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly, that's ex- exactly right. And Antonio Brown is very hot. Older, but hot.
1: Yeah. I mean, in terms of production, in terms of attractiveness on field, <laughs> yes, exactly. and on the stat sheet, in the box score, in the highlight reel, he's, he's still pretty attractive. He's a t- uh, yeah. look, I, I think people like to talk about this stuff anonymously to hope that it works in their favor, and there's a shallow market. I mean, is any receiver in this draft going to come in next year and have a typical Antonio Brown season? No. In history history no. would tell you no. Hell right? no. Um, are teams desperate for receivers? Yeah. The Jacksonville Jaguars gave Dante Moncrief $10 million for one year. Like, that just happened. You know <laughs> what I mean? The, the Ravens were willing to give Ryan Grant, what, five or seven a year before that thing fell apart? I mean, people were still... You know, people. Sammy Watkins got 36 million in the first two years, yeah. Really guaranteed. Yeah. Not you're telling me I can rent Antonio Brown year to year at 13. I mean, I do I, I, I mean, we've seen guys like Brandon Cooks traded a couple of times, right? But I mean, if it doesn't work out, it, it's it's still. I I I, I mean, Amari uh, Cooper worked out really well in Dallas, but I mean, a one for him seemed really really high at the time. You're going to tell me that I get it. There's some warts with Antonio Brown. He's a different cat, yada, yada, yada. But (laughs) look how long this – this isn't all new either. The Steelers have had issues there for a long time. It's been covered up by winning. But, I I mean, worked out pretty well for Pittsburgh. I I just have a hard time thinking that his tweeting and and even the behavior of Week 17, is it going to be everybody's cup of tea? No. Will it turn some people off and and some owners in particular – uh, I'm sure probably but I have a hard time thinking there's not a mar- a, a, a legitimate market for this guy.
0: Yeah, and it's like you tell again, look at like some of the situations you mentioned where there is like how much are you worried about social media versus being more concerned about a your job or b you know winning a Super Bowl. I think in in Green Bay, you know Matt LaFleur is a new coach. He, it's not like he's going to have unlimited, you know, an unlimited window to figure this thing out. I mean, the, the the Packers have a short time span in which to capitalize on, you know, on Aaron Rodgers. The the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, even if Bruce Arians is the new coach, everyone there should be. Concerned about their jobs out of the gate, and they have to they have to try and fix Jameis Winston. Antonio Brown might do that. I mean, I think I think you can. You the Saints the Saints just had a great year and should have gone to the Super Bowl. They've not been screwed by the refs, and they still probably feel a little bit desperate to try and make one more run. You know, with Drew Brees, I think I think that desperation lingers across the the whole league when you talk about that too.
1: Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, I mean, you think Bruce Arians is in this for the long haul? no no he's trying to win right bleeping now right i mean who who are we kidding um now i would say spend your money on defense more than another wide receiver you got plenty of guys you can catch the ball todd munkin's offense was not a problem last year it was top five most of the year so uh you know I, i think they're broken in other areas but i mean they're going to be getting rid of gerald mccoy they're going to be you know getting rid of deshaun jackson and shedding some salary. so they're going to have they're going to have some money to play with and you know, Jason Light, he's gonna need a real big off season, and Bruce Arians is gonna be year to year. So yeah, I mean, you start looking at the league and and who and I mentioned Cal Shanahan. I mean, this is year three, big for them. They better take a step forward. You know, I, I mean, I, those six year deals, I mean, whatever, man. I, I'll believe they're six guaranteed years when I see the contract myself. I don't buy that for a second. They, they know they're under the gun. I mean, there's there's certain situations where, yeah, there's a risk in getting this guy. But if somebody gets them for a two and a four, you know what I mean? And some of these teams that might be a brown away are shuffling their feet in September or October, you gotta to answer to your owner for that too. It's not just what you did, it's what you didn't do. Mm. So I, I I again I I think this is going to be a trade that they get done at the combine and, and I don't think it's gonna take a whole lot of begging and pleading and cajoling.
0: Uh wow, all right. So you think this happens Inside, well, it can't, it can't officially happen until, of course, the new league year starts. Joe Flacco right. has been traded to the Broncos, but not officially. You think this is a deal that gets put in place, uh, by, by the end of the combine or, or by, you know, the start of I think it gets done
1: at the combine. Yeah. yeah. Or, or at least they've got it whittled down to a couple teams and they picked their offer, you know, coming out of it. But I, I think it crystallizes at the combine. All
0: right. What do you make of Kevin Colbert's other comments? Not on Le'Veon Bell, but on Ben Roethlisberger. He said Ben is the unquestioned leader of this group. Like I said, he's the elder statesman and the Super Bowl winner. If our players were smart, they'd listen to him because he's been there, he's done it, he can tell them, "No, guys, what you're doing is good or not good enough to do this." And I honestly believe that's kind of a burden, yada yada yada. But he basically said if Ben wants to criticize anybody on this team, he's he's more than he's he's more than capable to do it, and he's fine with doing it. I have no problem with that. Are, are you surprised by? the Steelers sort of empowering Ben Roethlisberger like that, or is this an easy pivot away from, all right, Bell and Brown are leaving, you know, these, let's let these divas know who the guy is here.
1: Uh, look, I, they're making their bed with the quarterback. It's, you know, it's, it's, it, that's where they're going, and that's where they've been going, and that's part of the reason why some of these things came to a head, because they, they're, they're going to extend. Um mm they're going to extend Ben and they've known that for a while internally. And they're Antonio Brown. A lot of his issues are with Ben. And so are they picking sides to some degree? Yeah. I mean, they are. And as much as Ben is, I think I fought for a lot of this. He generally has tiptoed up to a line that Antonio Brown has jumped over and stomped over several times in the last six to eight weeks, which has sort of hastened all this. Um, but, they think they have a chance to win another Super Bowl with Ben, and that's what they're trying to do, and the cast around him will change somewhat but um even if there's a departure or two on that offensive line, I think they'll be in good shape there. They showed they can run the ball without Bell last year. We'll see what they do with that fifteen million dollars that he would have made last year um and and how that's spent and and where you know what they do to that roster but i uh, I mean, at this point, it's it's Ben's team. You know what I mean? They've kind of made it clear it's Ben's team. When they got rid of Haley, they 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 hired Ben. The guy who was closest to Ben on the staff got promoted to, to a point where other people on that offense are like, there, there might not be enough checks and balances between the OC and Ben. But that's, that's the way Tomlin has sort of set it up, and that's the way it is. And those two remain joined at the hip. And we'll see what the next – you know, two to three years bring, uh, he'll get, I'm sure guaranteed money through at least two more years, uh, with this extension on top of the year he has left. And they, they drafted Mason Rudolph for a reason. And, you know, to not this coming training camp, but you know, the next one after that, uh, I think that's when they really have to start looking at Mason Rudolph and, and not so much maybe to start right then and there, but is this the guy we think takes over the following year?
0: So, Ben is a, maybe a uh, two-year deal? or like, no, I think, uh,
1: yeah, Look, I think they'll have to make it four or something like that for cap purposes. Right, you know, right, I, right. I think it'll be four or five because it's going to be a big number, and they're going to want to spread it out. Right. But I think it will pretty much ensure two more years where he is, you know, barring injury, probably their starting quarterback. And then after that, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I didn't realize it looking at this now on, uh, uh, SpotTrack.com, but Roethlisberger gets a, uh, million dollar bonus for having a passer rating of a hundred or higher. That was in his last contract. I mean, you, one would think it would stay in this deal too. Uh, but yeah, I mean, look, that, look, it makes all the sense in the world and you would presume that knowing that they have to take, like, it actually helps you because you look at Ben and you say, all right, you know, he has a, you know, what does he have a twenty three point two million dollar cap hit? You extend him now, you get his cap. Can you I mean? I don't know how low you can get his cap hit, but if you can get him to, uh, you know, ostensibly offset Antonio Brown's deal, that changes everything, right? And it gives you. Oh yeah, no, they can
1: lower that. They can lower that. They, yeah. substantially, and they will as part of this thing. They'll give him a lot of upfront money that'll be spread out over four or five years, and they'll bring his base salary down this year to probably close to the vet minimum. He'd rather get the money now than get it over the course of seventeen weeks. And that creates wiggle room, absolutely.
0: Sure. Uh, all right. What about with Le'Veon Bell? He's going to be a free agent. I mean, you explained why the Steelers just can't afford to have all those guys in there. Are you? Wh- what are you hearing in terms of teams that are p- planning to make a move for a guy like Bell? You mentioned the Bucks, which I think is really interesting, uh, given their lack of a running back and that that you know the offense that looks like they might have there.
1: Yeah, and I mean, you, you know, don't forget how much. Le'Veon Bell does in the passing game as well, and what a weapon he is there. Yeah, I, I think it starts with the Jets, uh, and the, you know the Jets have been mulling this and considering this for quite some time. And as the Jets were interviewing head coaching candidates, I'm told Le'Veon Bell's name came up more than once. And I don't think they'll go to stupid town, you know, to do this. Um, and and I'm hearing that that Bell's going to be, you know, his age is going to be at the combine looking for fifty million in the first two years. I don't see anybody wow. getting getting anywhere near that at all. Not even the Jets. Um, you know, can he get his twelve to thirteen a year? You know, with the you know guaranteed money into the third year? It's possible. But I, I don't you know, the the fifteen to sixteen that he was walking away from, you know, forty five over three and twenty point five in the first year, um, stuff the Steelers had on the table back in July, I I don't know that he I don't know that he gets that on the open market I, I don't I don't I don't know that he meets it much less beats it um, I think he'll get a nice contract but I don't, I don't think it's going to be um, in the stratosphere that he's looking for
0: do you think ultimately that his holdout I mean what was it about changing the way that people view running backs was it about trying to bust open the <laughs> franchise thing or is it just was it just about getting money and hey I got a year off I mean like it, I don't know it, it seems like a you know, like with Kirk Cousins, there was all this. Ah, oh, Cousins is changing the paradigm, and and I mentioned paradigm is Le'Veon Bell changed it with Brady Quinn yesterday. I mean, like, do you think there was any like morality or like like what? I, I guess I'm wondering, was this just all a cash grab at the end of the day, or was it? Was There's something else well, there.
1: I mean, it was. A, he's he he he's making a gamble that by sitting out a year, there'll be more money in the pot, or at least the same money in the pot moving forward with a different team and and obviously the goal would be more money in the pot. I'm not sure that that bargain will prove to be true. I I just don't they ran the ball really well without him. The Chiefs lost Kareem Hunt, you know, and still <laughs> still went, you know, further in the playoffs that we've seen them going a long time and you know, we're maybe a call away themselves from going to the Super Bowl. Um I a lot of teams with the most money to spend either don't need a running back, or why am I going to spend a running back now? I'm going to you know and give them all that money. I'm going to be picking at the top of each round, and I might find somebody younger and cheaper and close to as productive. Not even in the first, you know, in the in the second day of the draft. So I don't think there's this. um there's going to be teams beating down his door. I don't think this is, you know, at the age, at the, at the combine, there's 10 teams meeting with him, and they whittle it down to five and then he makes two or three visits and then he gets his, you know, record setting contract. I, I think there's maybe three, four teams who will be willing to pay him real high end running back money. And maybe he gets one of them to get close to that, you know, Jarvis Landry threshold to where, you know, pay me as a slot receiver and not a running back. Maybe. But maybe not. <laughs> mm. <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe, uh, uh, maybe not. I mean, you know?
0: the running backs, yeah, running backs are not, uh, not a good investment. That's the, that's the bottom line. All right. Uh, what is a good investment is whatever's coming up in this commercial break when we take, uh, you should check it out. Uh, we'll be, we're going to take a quick break and we'll be right back and we'll talk some more NFL rumors and franchise tag and combine stuff.
2: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy Visit roberthalf.com dot com today.
0: All right, so the, all right, can we can we talk about two silly rumors? Sure. Okay. The first one is the Colin Coward rumor about Russell Wilson and the Giants. On a scale of one to ten, one being. Eh, Kind of that, that, you know, it's kind of interesting. And uh, ten being, this is the stupidest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Where does the idea of Russell Wilson getting himself traded to the Giants because Sierra Sierra wa- wants to live in New York? Where does that? What does that rate on your scale, one to ten?
1: It's, I mean, I, I don't like the whole backstory and all that. I, I don't. I have no idea. I'm, I'm, I'm not Mr. Hollywood. It, I, I had, I, I reported I for week one that a contract extension with Russell Wilson is not going to be easy. He has no reason to sign anything at this point, knowing quarterback salaries are going to completely continue to rise. We're going to have an influx of gambling money coming into this league that might take revenues to stratospheres nobody thought possible even a couple of years ago. Um, You've got the franchise tag out there. And that all of last season, while the Falcons were falling all over themselves to re-sign Matt Ryan and the Packers were falling all over themselves to, you know, extend Aaron Rodgers, Russell Wilson's in the same boat as Aaron Rodgers, and there wasn't a single phone call. Not one, an exploratory phone call, not, man, you're, you're two years away. We don't want to, you get into a lame duck situation. How do we rectify this? Mm-hmm. Nothing. You know, not a blip of conversation. And you've got Richard Sherman coming out in S.I., you know what I mean, and all these anonymous sources tied to the Seattle saying how Russell's not the real leader and special conditions for Russell and all that going on. And if you're Russell Wilson, you don't have to do a darn thing. If Joe Flacco and Kirk Cousins gambled on themselves in one, what, what might this guy bring on the open market at age 31, 32, whatever, 33?
0: I mean, like $40 million a year.
1: 50, maybe, maybe 45, like if, yeah. like even if Seattle, if you know they're going to have to franchise you twice, like if you saw that, if you just go back to the trade that the Bears made before the season starts for a pass rusher, mm-hmm. not a quarterback, right, and all they gave up for him and then plus paying him a record contract, what, what would teams give up for a quarterback? You know what I mean? What was Jay Cutler two ones back in the day? Like yeah. What, so you've got all this floating out there, and Seattle not making any attempt to get ahead of Green Bay or ahead of Atlanta. You know, to say nothing of now you got Roethlisberger coming back up, and you know it. It, it is what it is, right? These salaries continue to grow exponentially. What is Russell? What is he worth? And if they come to you, like even if they come with you, come to you for one sixty for four. Well, you're sitting there thinking, well, wait, they'd have to franchise me the first time for this, and then the second time for that, and then the third time for this. And at that point, we're in a new CBA, and who even knows what's going on. Like if Kirk Cousins got – if he wins a Super Bowl, he's going to make $90 million in three years. That's Kirk Cousins, who's never won a playoff game. And is what four and twenty four against winning teams? What is Russell Wilson worth on the open market? So the project. So, so like, I mean, I don't know what Colin's hearing, but if he's just read anything I have wrote about this situation, even going back to the end of the twenty seventeen season, like I've been trying to tell people, this is not a slam dunk. Like this is going to be an inc- much more interesting, intriguing dance than anybody's really giving it credit for, unless you're really paying attention that. The Seahawks at this 28-2019 combine, if, if they're not falling all over themselves to re-sign Russell Wilson, then they might as well be trying to trade him because franchising for two years and then losing him, I mean, you've put a very finite you know what I mean, window on your chance to, to win, and he's never going to have as much trade value now as he would at any other time. And there's not a ton of teams that need quarterbacks and all that. I, I get it. But, like, I mean, I'm sure Sierra would be cool with living on South Beach, too. You know? Like, I'm sure she could live with that. Like, I mean, I don't know. The the Chargers, Philip Rivers isn't getting any younger. You could trade. You could get a lot for Philip Rivers and trade. You know what I mean? To offset some of what it would take to keep a Russell, you know, to get a Russell Wilson in L.A. You know, and the Giants. I mean, the Giants were, you know, if you just sat there back and connected dots, and, and I've done this in the past, you could say that, okay, that would work. But I, I don't know that, they it just seems very ungiant like to make that kind of a blockbuster trade for a quarterback but the underlying situation hasn't changed. i mean this guy is going into a lame duck year he's just, i mean his numbers stack up against anybody's he's done it on the biggest stages he does it in the fourth quarter he does it in the playoffs he does it in the super bowl he does it every year that team without him last year i don't know that they're 6 and 10 but they're damn sure not 10 and 6 uh I mean, what is he worth? I don't know. I don't know that anybody can answer that question, you know? I don't know that anybody can answer that question because, again, I don't know what the new CBA is going to look like. I don't know what the new broadcast television deals are going to look like. I don't know how much gambling money is coming in, but the owners themselves think it will be measured in billions Plural, when you get all the individual sponsorships, all the, you know, all the each team sponsorships and the league sponsorships and all the revenue that might come in for proprietary stuff and logos and next gen stats. I mean, it's being looked at as next to the broadcasting contracts, potentially the second biggest revenue stream for the league. And you got Goodell has been saying for years he wants to get over 20 billion in revenue. Like, if you're Russell Wilson, you don't have to do anything. I mean, and again, what, what, what number would truly make sense? He's never missed a snap. The guy had a high ankle sprain played the next week. So, I mean, eventually, I guess, you know, things can change. But if you're him to this point, you've been Superman. And now you're one year away from them either having to franchise you or, or whatever. Um, it's an incredibly interesting situation. And again, all through last offseason, I know people in Seattle are like, oh, rabble rouser, you're crazy, whatever. Okay. Well, now here we are. We're a week out from the combine. Let's see. He's heading into the final year of his contract. It's <laughs> yeah. it's
0: crazy.
1: Hey, nothing's happened. Not yeah. a single phone call. Like not a how you doing, you know, hey, you know, Mark Rogers, the agent, are you gonna be how many Russell's home games are you gonna be this year? Well let's try why don't we sit down and talk and see or if you don't want to do it in season, although I have done some in season before, right? Michael Bennett, I think, got an in season yeah. But regardless, we had all of last offseason. And I just kept, you know, I'm like, Wow, I'm sorta of waiting for the Seahawks, you know. Um, the late Paul Allen, RIP. You know, I kept waiting for for him to, you know, some statement from him to echo what Arthur Blank was saying or what Mark Murphy was saying. You know what I mean about their quarterbacks or what the Rooney's always say about Roethlisberger. Like I was waiting, you know, Russell Wilson's getting slandered in SI, and, and like there were, where was the, you know, I didn't hear anybody talking about Russell the way Kevin Colbert's talking about Ben right now. No, that's, a good,
0: that's a good point. And look, if you if you tag him. So let's just say hypothet- hypothetically the the Seahawks try and the Seahawks, by the way, extended Russell pretty early in the process. The first time that they extended him back when he was but his 20. agent
1: was smart, super smart. It sure. was only like a four-year deal, right? Right. right. So no. now yeah. it's coming to pass. It got it it it, it, it you know one of one of these six-year whoppers. It was four, so it put him right back on the same track as Aaron Rodgers. It keeps resetting the market. Yep. But that's why I kept writing. Like, if, am I the only person in America who's like? You know what I mean? These teams, are they're at the same point in time with quarterbacks of similar accomplishments, and one is letting everybody in the world know there's no way he's getting to week one without being the highest-paid player in the history of this league again. It's just by a matter of what degree. And the other one isn't even calling the agent, isn't even sniffing around, isn't even doing anything.
0: Well, I remember we talked, well, we, I, we talked about this last year too. And like the construct then was that, okay, the Seahawks are going to play this season out, see what they have with this revamped team. Maybe they could be a little bit better than people think. Well, it turns out they were a lot better than people think. And suddenly they're rejiggered for a run. This is when you extend Russell Wilson and, and, and open up your window even further because nobody's built to play behind what they do better than Russell unless they think that they have to go and draft some younger quarterback who can possibly do it. That, that t- to me seems like folly, but, I mean, th- then again, Jason, like, if you, if he plays out this year and there's no new contract, then you, you obviously you franchise tag him in 2020. I would think that Now you're
1: probably up at the 36 million-ish. I mean, I, you're, 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 you're already way up there.
0: Well, because the tag is this year going to be like 25, right? So you're looking at, what, like 20, do you think it'll be like 30? What is 25?
1: the exclude? is that the non-exclusive? I mean, what is the, what the high, what is the highest tag this year?
0: I thought it was 25 per, uh, Joel Corey's projections, because they haven't released okay. him yet. So he's got 25.1, uh, which is an 8% increase. So you're looking at, you know, I mean, somewhere in the range of like 28 to 30 for, for next year. Uh, and by the way, his, and actually his, um, your, yeah, his, his cap hit this year or his, yeah, salary 17 million. Never mind. So anyway, yeah. um, then you're looking at like, 35. So then you got
1: to give 20% on top of that. So now you're pushing right. like 36 or whatever, yeah. right? So, yeah. So, I mean,
0: like, bare minimum, you're talking pushing about.
1: Pushing 36, 37. So yeah.
0: that's. So let's just say
1: 30. Let's just say 66 for two, 33 a year. Yeah. And then. And so then, like, then like, even if they offer you 40. Yeah. Like, if they offered you four years 160 with cousin's money guaranteed 83 guaranteed and you're Russell Wilson are you taking
0: it? No, not necessarily. You're like I, no. don't know, I don't know that I don't know that I am. Yeah, I'll play this tag and then I'll just get a deal from somebody because he would get like if you like you said if you put him on the open market he's making Somewhere, I mean, like, if you put him in the open market right now, or like, if the, if the Seahawks cut him, and they could for like fairly minimal damage, eight eight point 8.28 million dollar in, in, in dead cap space, I'm not saying they would, but if they did cut him and they decided to draft somebody and move on, I mean, they could, like, he would make 42 million dollars a year, like 40 million dollars a year minimum on the open market, guaranteed, yes. like fully guaranteed. And that's right
1: now, yeah. right? So then start factoring the other stuff I was talking about. Another round of TV contracts. Yep the gambling money, and a new CBA all yep. coming in the next three years. Why? You know what I mean? You don't know what the landscape's going to be. Could there be a quarterback exemption? You know what I mean? Oh like, could God. there be something like the NBA with double max contracts and all this? Stuff? Like, who knows? But So if you're Russell you – know, but And it, if you're sitting there also saying, man, I'm Russell Bleepin' Wilson and, and, you know, Brian Schottenheimer won't let me throw the ball in the biggest game of the year. Like, yeah. is now the time to ante up? So, if you're Russell like at Wilson. At one price. You don't have to do anything. And I would just mention his agent is primarily a baseball agent, yeah. where you don't have to be a rocket scientist to see the reason baseball players make all the money they make is that the best ones get to the market. It's about getting to the market. Yeah. 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 Like, why is Scott, Bo- like, why isn't Bryce Harper signed right now? Is it because there's no money out there for Bryce Harper, or is it because they waited to get to the market and they'll push it to the limit and they'll extract every last penny they can possibly get?
0: It's because they're just playing this gross game of chicken with the Phillies until Philly gives them three hundred thirty million dollars or three fifty or yeah, whatever, whatever, it, whatever it, is. it is. Yeah. So, yeah.
1: like again, and you just know that whole last off season while all these other guys are getting signed, you didn't get an exploratory phone call. Yeah. So what if your Russell?
0: What if your Russell and your move is okay? I'm going to play 2019. On my one-year deal, if you guys want to franchise tag me in 2020, cool. And if you want to franchise tag me in 2021, cool. And then I'm going to see what this new CBA like yeah. what what happens with this new CBA. And it doesn't matter because I've got Sierra money and I got right. Russell money. Like I don't. And if, n- if
1: I was representing him, I would I would have in my mind a particular percentage of the cap that I think you know what I mean should be devoted to a quarterback of this caliber. Yeah. Well, what if that cap number? four years from now is drastically different than now because new TV money's kicked in and because the league has, you know, a $500 billion a year sponsorship with some casino and each individual team has their own, you know, 50, whatever, I don't know, $100 million per year sponsorship with some other casino. And we we're we're going to let, you know, somebody else buy next gen stats from us for this or that or whatever, or the league is just in the gambling business itself and raking in revenues. Like, what what would what, what, what should a reasonable quarterback contract look like for a player of that magnitude under those constructs? Well, I don't even I don't know. But I would think it's magnitudes of what it would look like right now when none of that's back in. It. So I'm
0: trying to do the math on this. The all right, wait, so the final league year of the CBA is twenty twenty. Right? Yes. No, I thought it's
1: was 20, I thought I thought it was twenty twenty one with the broadcast contract. That's what I thought too. They, Final... They did the, the, that deal was was what was 2011 wasn't it they did it all, I mean, here here it is
0: final league year means the league year which is scheduled prior to its commencement to be the final league year of this agreement as of the date hereof the final league year is the 2020
1: league year so
0: okay, that means, so 2021 season cuz yeah. they banged this thing out in august of, of right. 2011 so it was after so it was before the 2011 season Cause yeah, cause yeah. that's right. Cause it was Cam's first season, cause he yeah. the, the lockout, right? So the first year was 2011. Right. So that means the final year will be 2020. Yeah. Well, so like, yeah. dude, if you're if you're Russell, even better. You say, all right, I'll play 2020 on a one year franchise tag deal, and we might get a new CBA, and you might not be able to tag me.
1: Right. Or maybe you get to grandfather me in, but there'll be some concession here, there, or whatever. And you know, now instead of the third year being X number of arrays, now it is two times X, you know what I mean, or three times X. This so is, even if you want to, you really can't. I mean, I, I, I don't know. Nobody knows. Okay, all right. So then, like, let's just... But I mean, again, that's why last year I kept sort of every three months just like, oh, by the way, there's literally nothing happening here, but there's all this stuff happening with all these other quarterbacks.
0: Look, I I, I think we take the Sierra, st- Sierra stuff out of it in terms of, but like... You, you, again, you've been talking about this beforehand, that's why I wanted to bring it up with you, but I think that the, the rumor that flo- you know, the coward thing about New York, I'm not saying he's the first one to report it, I just think we've decided this is clearly a one. Like, this is a, a flaming one, like with, with real legs and, uh, until the Seahawks approach him about a deal and hammer something out. And I don't think Russell would be, look, Russell, Russell switched schools. You know, he's, I mean, he's not, he, he does the whole pack of Badgers thing. He went from NC State to Wisconsin. He understands that, uh, you know, loyalty in, in this sport is fleeting and that, you know, he, he wants to go somewhere and he wants to win. So I, I don't think it would be insane for him to, to, as much as Seahawks love him, insane for him to go somewhere else. What about the the, the notion floated by Jay Glazer of The Athletic, which feels weird to say, but whatever, um, that he predicts that Odell Beckham will be traded
1: this offseason? I'm going to predict that he's not.
0: So a Um, 10 or a 9
1: in terms of? I have no idea. I, I mean, I have a hard time seeing that franchise who's continually clung to this idea that they're close, trading their best player, taking a $35 million cap hit in the process just one year after extending him. Knowing that they've got holes all over the defense, right? Yeah. And now we're going to take away, um, like, have fun running the ball with Saquon Barkley without this guy on the outside. Mm-hmm. You know, good good luck with that.
0: No, I'm with, with you
1: a, with a 36 year old declining quarterback or a rookie. Like, I, oh. good good luck. I I don't. They had the chance, dude. I mean. Nine months ago, the owner is publicly ruminating at the owners' meetings. Maybe I need to trade this guy. And then they <laughs> they give him a record contract. Like they, they just did it. Like that's who they think they are. I, I understand they stunk again this year, but they should have known they were going to stink. They still haven't cut the quarterback. They're probably not going to cut the quarterback. I, I just I I I, I don't I, I don't foresee it. And I mean that's a massive. And I understand the cap's fundable. But that's a that's a substantial hit to take. Yeah, I mean, in a year where they're still clinging to this idea that now we're finally going to be better, I I have a hard time seeing it.
0: Yeah, either you blow it all up and you get rid of Odell Beckham, and maybe you try and trade Saquon Barkley and you cut Eli Manning,
1: or you well, and then don't don't tag Landon Collins. You know what I mean? Right. Like, just go right. take that comp pick. Yeah. Or, or or if you think you can work out a tag and trade, then whatever. But. Yeah, I mean, draft a quarterback and, and nothing but – and then, like, every other pick an offensive lineman. I mean, but I, I have a hard time thinking that's where they're going. I mean – You can't go down this path. It's not like they went last year and went to this, like, uh, hybrid, analytically powered, <laughs> youthful front office. They hired Dave Gettleman. <laughs> yeah, they did. I mean
0: – Uncle Dave.
1: So now they're going to – Completely switch, and look. The, the the they've done a lot of stuff that doesn't make sense to me. So if they were to do this now, I don't know that anybody could say they're shocked because I've been trying to figure them out for a couple of years now. But to reverse course that dramatically now with Gentlemen in a year where Eli's still no good, but he was better last year than the year before. In part, just <laughs> it's hard to be that bad. Again. But even and even when the numbers say that, if you watch the games, you're still like the ball's all over the place. I mean, there's so many, so much lost yak yards. There's so much inefficiency from him not being able to throw a screen pass into a guy's hands. Right. But even taking all that out of it, like I I just, for them to reverse course now. You're too, you're too far into it. Would be really, would be really bizarre.
0: Yeah. You're too far into it. And, and again, like you, you don't sign Odell Beckham to, you franchise tag Odell Beckham and then try and trade him. You don't sign him to that big contract. And it's not like that big, a you know, it's not that bad a deal and they can actually trade him with a fairly.
1: No, but it's just trading him after after giving all that upfront money, trading one year into it, and yeah. then having the proration hit on your cap, it's just, it's.
0: It's stupid. It'd be stupid. Yeah. Uh, what yeah. about, what about other franchise tag candidates? Le'Veon Bell, of course, off the, uh, off the market. Who, it, it's weird how the fr- the, tra- the franchise tag has shifted in terms of the timeline. It used to be that when the window to tag guys opened, teams were – Yeah, the re- combine's
1: later this year, I feel like. The combine usually yeah. is right around the middle of February. Or at least during the window this year, the combine it seems like it's closer to March than February.
0: Maybe so. Maybe that. Maybe that's what it
1: is. I don't know. I it's think. Been... Yeah. I think. I think the combine later this year.
0: So you think it's teams waiting until they get to the combine to tag somebody? Just that's.
1: Well, I just don't. Well, no. I mean, I think a lot of them are the guys who seem obvious to be tagged are also the guys who they actually are trying to extend. So you know, the agents won't give you their best price till closer to the. The end of the window than the beginning, you know what I mean. You don't know what final final is until you get there. I mean, some of them it's like whatever. I mean, Houston could go ahead and do it now because I don't think they're ever working on a long term deal with Clowney. But still, what's the harm? You never know. I mean, yeah. Well, and also,
0: also, I think teams I think teams like to wait too because they can. It looks like they did good faith negotiations, even if they're just right. sitting around waiting for, you know, we're like, all right, as soon as this tag deadline gets here, we're banging Clowny with Right. Right,
1: yeah. right. I mean, it really, what there's no downside. There's no cost to waiting until, you know what I mean, that day. Yeah. Uh, so, right. you know, until till closer to the end of the window. I mean, what, we're doing the same thing July 15th. You know what I mean? Not, not, by and large, the guys who are on the tag who do get extensions – a lot of them won't get them until you know what I mean. Twelve hours before that deadline to extend them, or now they're you know playing out the one year because players will be inclined to take the burden, the you know to to look to the future until wait now this is the last minute and I do have to report for camp you know if I'm going to camp 11 days from now and you know I know that's not all the money I would get in the open market but damn you know 55 million is a whole lot more than you know 20 million like.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: So it's you know deadlines, spur actions, and this this is a soft deadline. The hard deadline is when the two weeks are up.
0: Hmm. Uh, but all right, well, uh, so it, any do you think there'll be any surprises in terms of the tags, or is it just going to be status well, quo? I was
1: surprised the Steelers walked away from Bell that quickly after really preparing and talking to the management council and doing as much due diligence as they did on um, you know transitioning him. But I, I think the the again the the Antonio Brown situation had had. Something to do with that in the end. Uh, no, I don't. I don't think there'll be any any shockers at this point. I, I, I don't. I mean, the We're, one I'm still most intrigued by is Falls, just because that's a dangerous game of chicken to be playing. You you better really hope you got that trade in hand. I because mean, um, he's going the moment you give him twenty five million, he's signing it. Right, and then. Right. <laughs> Okay, everybody knows you're not paying them. You you don't want a $25 million backup. I mean, would teams just wait to see if you rescind it later in the – you know what I mean? And I say teams, plural. That's a joke. I mean, I think it's Jacksonville. I don't even know who else it would be. Well,
0: can you – I don't know if you – I don't think you can rescind
1: it once he signs signs it. it. No, wait, once he signs it, you can't. I mean, yeah, yeah, I I don't even know. I mean, that's a a dangerous game to play.
0: Well, I think that's why Foles bought out his option is that – he had that twenty million dollar option. He pays two million dollars back to get out of it. But if you then if they franchise, so then one of two things happens: is they franchise tag you, you sign the deal, and you are still with Philly, but you got three extra million dollars in your pocket minus two of the twenty five, and or they don't sign you, they don't franchise tag you, and you walk in the open market, and you are getting ninety million bucks from some sucker like the Jaguars, who, who again, you are right, might not be willing to trade whatever it is the Eagles want. And once he signs that, it basically becomes a game of. It is a game of chicken and it's but it's a game of chicken on a short highway with uh what like with one bus. I and mean, it's just a really bad yeah. idea.
1: Yeah, I, I don't know. A lot of people are telling me that they're gonna do it and they're telling people that they're gonna do it. I just wonder when we actually get to the you know, to the end of that window if if Allie Roseman actually does it.
0: Um All right. That is interesting. Uh so D Forge, David Clowney Nick Foles is a maybe, uh, Grady Jarrett very likely. Do you think the Cowboys and Demarcus Lawrence work out a deal before the tag? I guess it would be no. I think he wants a yeah. lot of money.
1: I, 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 if I'm him, I let them tag me, and then I see what happens in this market, and then let's see what they're going to give me July 15th. Yeah, all
0: right. I like that move. Okay, uh, one quick programming note. On uh, Friday, March 1st, that's next week, next Friday, Antonio Brown will join LeBron James and Maverick Carter along with Jamie Foxx, Meek Mill, Anthony Davis, Jared Carmichael, and Two Chains on, uh, The Shop, the season premiere of The Shop on HBO Sports. So you can, uh, check that out if you want to see some Antonio Brown stuff. I can't imagine he'll have anything to say, uh, sitting in a chair with, with LeBron James and all those guys. And it looks like they're all in, uh, they're all hanging out in the barbershop at the same time. So that should be interesting. Uh to, to note, Antonio Brown and Anthony Davis. Uh JLC, always a pleasure, my man. We will uh
1: see you in Indianapolis. Yeah, buddy, I look forward to seeing you in Indianapolis and doing it in the flesh. All right man, see ya.